Ladies and legumes, Andy here. It is day 112 of the Inner Winner Show. I'm your host, as always. You know, it's weird. I was thinking the other day, there hasn't been a single episode where I wasn't present. I must be narcissistic or something. I don't know why I'm coming on all these fucking episodes. I should get Imogen to do an episode just by herself. I get the feeling she'd be a bit too nervous to do that, though. So, what the fuck are we talking about today? We are talking about the time a crazy Japanese mistress tried to use my akum for evil. Ooh, what a salacious title. I'm going to read directly. I'm just going to read out a like a log, a diary entry, a journal entry that I wrote at the time when this story happened. So it was quite a few years ago. I don't have an exact time because I'm a lazy piece of shit and I can't be bothered going and looking it up, but it was a few years ago. It would have been like, I don't know, let's make up a date. 2018, there you go. Probably sometime then, maybe 2017, sometime around then. So I was walking home one day and I saw this Japanese girl, this Asian girl, but she was dressed like really fucking hot. It was the middle of the day and she was dressed like she was a fucking prostitute or something she had these big giant fucking shoes she was covered in makeup she had this like really tight very sexual dress that was like showing off her tits she had like giant tits i don't know if they're fake or real but they were like massive and the way she walked it looked like she knew she was hot shit right like my first thought was you know is she an escort or something because the way she's walking like the way she she carries herself you know when a woman just knows that she's hot shit she was walking like that So I saw her and I was like, well, I have to talk to her. She's like ridiculously fucking sexy and she's kind of intimidating to me. So I can't be a pussy. I got to go hit on her. So I go up to her. I'm like, yo, you're fucking sexy. Like, what the fuck? Give me a number, bitch. There was some extra stuff added in there. Like, how's your day going and shit like that. But for the most part, that's pretty much what we said. She gave me her number, much to my surprise. And then even more to my surprise... (laughs) Biggest red flag that you guys are ever going to hear in your entire lives. Before <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I pitch the date, right? And I say, like, meet me in public in this place. And the idea was we're going to go grab a drink. Before I even, like, so I say to her, like, are you free at, you know, on Friday at 5 p.m.? Before I even tell her where we're meeting or what we're going to do, She replies to that text and she says, do you have condoms, right? Any guy who's gotten laid a lot knows that that is the biggest red flag of all. At no point had I mentioned sex. This was a girl that I met not on Tinder, just on the street. At no point did I mention sex. She just jumped straight to that. And that is a huge fucking red flag. Do you have condoms? It's like, bitch, I didn't even say that we're going to have sex. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, sure. At this point... I was very inexperienced and I was kind of at my newbie stage. So actually, this probably would have been like three or four years ago. And so I'm just like, yeah, I got condoms. Shit. Like, what the fuck is going to happen here? And she goes, what's your address? That is an even bigger red flag, boys and girls. A girl who is this assertive. I know in yesterday's podcast, I talked about there are not that many dominant women. That's the reason I'm telling this story because it's such a fucking rare thing. This woman was like the most dominant person I've ever met in my entire life. Literally like, do you have condoms? Where's your fucking address? I'm going to come and like bite your dick off or something, right? Big red flags. 
at the time I didn't know that because I was a newbie. I was inexperienced. A lot of guys listening to this will be like, that sounds great, bro. Why is that a red flag? It's like, <laughs> okay, go have, go date or have sex with a couple of women like that. And then you come back and tell me if that's a red flag or not. So I'll read out from the log. I guess before I go on, I should make it clear that my the point of this is not if you're a complete newbie, I don't want you to hear this story and be like, oh, I should avoid like all dominant women or I should avoid all women or I should be cautious of women. This woman, the reason I'm telling you this story was because she was an exception because she was like particularly fucking batshit insane, particularly way over the top, like too dominant or too assertive or too like sexual, I guess, from the very start before we had even, she set the tone for sexuality in a way that most women don't, 99.99999% of women will not text you, do you have condoms, what's your address, when you haven't even said that you're going to have sex. Like most women don't initiate that. But I don't want you guys, if you're a complete newbie, to hear this and be like, oh, fuck, like women are scary. Or, you know, what if I have a bad experience like that? What if I almost, you know, have a bad run in? No, don't stress about that shit. This woman's a weird exception. Most women are fucking nice. So, I'm going to read just directly from what I wrote in my log. Okay, this isn't a good lay report. So I match, or I meet this girl, and from the start when I talk to her, she seems super confident and super DTF. She basically invited herself to my apartment. Yes, she did. (laughs) That was red flag number one. Girls don't generally invite themselves to yours like that without any sort of flirting or anything first. Red flag number two is that she asks if I have condoms. Bear in mind that she's being super sexual when I'm not initiating any of it. This is not necessarily a red flag on its own, but combine it with what's coming and you'll see that it was a red flag. So I meet her, I take her for a walk for five minutes, then I take her back to mine. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. We, I did take her, I think because I was too scared to let her come straight to my apartment, even though she asked what my fucking address was. I gave it to her though. I don't know why I gave her my address. Anyway, so we, I, I do remember us meeting in public somewhere and then we did walk for five minutes and then we went back to my house. I remember that. So I met her, I take her for a walk for five minutes, then back to mine. We sit on the couch and red flag number three, she says, do you plan on seeing me again after this? I say, what? I haven't even seen you once. But she presses hard for an answer, like she's about to walk out if I don't say yes. So, of course, I just say, sure. Red flag number four is she faked being Little Miss Innocent, which a lot of weird bipolar girls will do. She was trying so hard to convince me that she was super shy and naive and vulnerable. Yeah, I remember her doing this, actually. This is bringing back memories. I haven't read this story for, like, years, by the way. So... These are like my initial reactions, my first impressions, so to speak. Yeah, I remember her being like super shy and and like, but in a weird fake way where she clearly wasn't naive or vulnerable or shy. But as, oh, that's right. She kept saying like weird shit. Like she's like, oh no, I'm just shy Japanese girl. I'm just, and I was like, you're not fucking shy. And she's like, yes, yes, I'm very shy. I'm a very shy Japanese girl. And it's like, no, you're fucking not. Someone who's shy doesn't say like, oh, I'm shy Japanese girl. Oh, I'm so sorry. They just like, shut up and go quiet and go within themselves, go deep inside themselves. They don't fucking overtly tell you, by the way, I'm super naive. By the way, I'm super shy. I'm super vulnerable. Oh, please don't hurt me. Please look after me. Oh, like how many times are you going to see me after this? You better not just fuck me once. 
Man, so many red flags. So we had, I'll keep reading. We had sex and it was insanely hot. Yeah. Combined with all the other stuff, this is another red flag. Why did I have sex with this girl, actually? Now that I'm looking back at this, man, I really was in my newbie phase. Like, current Andy looks back on this old Andy and he's like, bro, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why did you have sex? The the first red flag was her saying, like, do you have condoms? Like, that's like a hard no, dog. Like, no, sorry, I'm not having sex with you. To any newbies listening to this, I know you're probably going to be like, why is that a no, dog? Like, you just got to trust me. The, the more experience you get, you're going to see that a lot of this stuff that's red flags, you, you'll see why it's a red flag. So fucking hell, old Andy. Why did you have sex with this girl, you fucking idiot? Red flag number five was immediately after sex, while we're lying in bed, she starts trying to change me. You need to shave your beard for me, she said. Trim your... Oh, my God. I'm I'm fucking having flashbacks, guys. I remember this shit. Yeah, she was like, trim your pubes for me. I really don't like them. And she was very aggressive with the way she said it. Like, it wasn't a suggestion. It was like bipolar or some shit. It was like she's used to getting her own way. It was so fucking scary at the time, too. I started getting, like, like the hair on my arms was standing up. She's like, your apartment is very empty. You need to get more stuff. Your bedroom is way too clean. Why don't you like to drink? You need to drink more. How come you're single? Why don't you have a girlfriend? That's really weird. Oh my God, I remember this. Oh my God, this is like triggering me, guys. Like, holy fuck. Why did I have sex with this fucking psycho? And then she goes, sorry, then I I go on to say, she basically fired all these questions directly at me in a row for like five minutes nonstop. Yeah, I remember that. It was like this weird barrage of nonstop like interrogation, like she was trying to break my mind or something. She was just like nonstop criticizing everything. Like your beard sucks, your pubes suck, your bedroom sucks, this house sucks. How come you don't like to drink? Why are you single? That's fucking weird. No one would be single. Why don't you have a girlfriend? You're a loser. It's like, bitch, you fucking loser. You're single too. <laughs> like you dumb fucking whore <laughs> why are you projecting on me you're the one that's fucking single i don't care if i'm single i like being single you seem to be the one that has a problem with anyone being single anyway i'll keep reading <laughs> oh no oh god this is like actually triggering me red flag number six she giggles in a psychopathic way and she goes ha 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 i should steal this condom and take it home and keep it. That's right, because I fucked her in a condom and then I came in it. I should take this condom home and keep it. Japanese girls like me can be crazy, you know. Oh, my God. I need to take a break from this podcast, guys. <laughs> Why did I have sex with this girl? Why did I have sex with this girl? <laughs> what is wrong with me? Guys, if you read this, can you please just not have sex with crazy girls? Because, like, I know I'm a hypocrite for saying that because I clearly did. But can you guys please just not have sex with girls like this? God damn it. She literally says, I'm crazy. And sorry, why are Japanese girls crazy? Don't fucking project your own craziness onto your entire race, you fucking psycho. No, Japanese girls are not crazy. You're fucking crazy. Red flag number seven is she asked me for my full name, including surname. Oh, shit. I remember this. Oh, fuck me. I knew this was a good story. Okay. Like I said, I hadn't read this until now. This is because I wrote this like three or four years ago and I forgot most of it. But I knew that this was a story. I I wrote down in my notes, I have to go back and revisit the story and tell it properly and like do a podcast or something about it. But I I just knew that it was a good story. And now I'm remembering why it was a good story. Yeah. So she asked for my full surname. I'll keep reading. 
I say no, and then she gets really weird about it. I say half-heartedly but half-seriously, do you want to stalk me or something? She smiles and says matter-of-factly, yes, of course. Oh, my God, dude. Why did I stick my dick in this? I should have called the police. Why didn't I call the fucking police? Why didn't I fucking throw off my balcony? Why did I not kill her? I should have killed her so she could never fucking... Oh, my God, this bitch is fucking... Think how many guys she's fucked over after this. This bitch is like a... This is a succubus or something. Red flag eight. She demanded to know what I was doing tomorrow, exactly where I was going, who I was going to see, and how long I would see them for. Oh, my God, I remember all this. Yeah, she was like interrogating me. She's like, what are you doing tomorrow? And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, yes, you do. Tell me what you're doing. And I was like... I don't know. <laughs> and she's like, who are you going to see? And I was like, I don't know. Like what? Who says I'm going to see anyone? She's like, but how long are you going to see them for? Like, I know you're going to see someone. What? You- oh my God. This is like triggering me. Red flag number nine. She wouldn't leave my apartment. I said, okay, time to leave. And then she rolled over in the bed and said, no, I'm going to sleep for 15 minutes. Oh no. Oh no. Guys, I'm having flashbacks. I remember this. This was the moment where I was legit freaking out and I was about to call one of my friends and be like, bro, can you please come over? Like, I need a witness in case she does something. I was legit going to call one of my fucking friends and be like, I need you, dude. I need you, bro. Like, please jump in a a taxi or an Uber or something. I'll pay for it. Like, I was so close to calling one of my fucking mates. Oh, my God. I remember this. I couldn't get her up. And then when I finally got her out of bed, she dragged her heels and took ages to get dressed. Yeah, I remember that. Like she legit was just like, I'm going to sleep. And I was like, how fucking, that's like 10 levels of red flag. That's so disrespectful. It's also crazy as fuck, but it's so disrespectful. Someone says, I want you to get out of my apartment. And you say, no, I'm going to have a sleep. Like imagine you go to your bro's house and he's like, hey, bro, sorry, dog. It's time to leave. And you're like, no, I'm going to sleep. That That's bearing in mind this is a fucking stranger you can't do this shit to a stranger like you're in their house you have to respect their fucking house you fucking psycho jesus fucking christ i think the reason i'm swearing so much is because i'm swearing at old me i'm like bro why did you have sex with this you had sex with a fucking she demon evil succubus psychopath you fucking idiot red flag number 10 when i gave her the final hug goodbye she grabbed me really roughly and said, oh, shit. I can't even say this next part because I remember this shit. So she grabbed me really roughly and she said, I will see you again. Yes. Oh, my God. She was so aggressive. I remember it like it hurt. Like she grabbed me to the point where it hurt. Tiny Japanese girl actually hurt me with how forcefully she grabbed me and demanded that I was going to see her again. Like some, f- oh, man, this is like scaring me. This is like 10 levels of bipolar and fucking, I don't even know. I can't diagnose this. This bitch is just a full-on fucking evil she-demon. Oh, no, I remember. So I'll keep reading. I just said, sure. She got really serious and angry and said, no, really. I will see you again. Yes. And she looked angry. It was fucking scary. Oh, my God. Why did I put my dick in this? I'll keep reading. I'm a little nervous because A, she knows where I live, and B, I have had crazy girls like this in the past, and C, I thought I was done attracting crazy chicks in my life. I thought I'd matured past this stage, but some part of my subconscious obviously wanted this drama, or I wouldn't have let it happen. I should have bailed by the third flag just before we fucked. So what was the third? Let me see what the third flag was. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. When we were on my couch and she said, like, do you want to see me again after this? And I said, I haven't even seen you once. And then she pressed me really hard for an answer and demanded an answer. This is before we've even had sex. And she was just really, like, psycho and aggressive about it. That was on top of the first two red flags of, like, what's your apartment? Do you have condoms? Yeah. Fuck, man. Why did I have sex with this? Yeah, I remember this being a very big point. I think she was the last crazy girl that I ever had sex with. Because before that, I've told the story before. I'll leave a link in the show notes below to the craziest story of my entire life, which was a podcast I did, a two-part podcast series about like the most batshit crazy girl that I ever dated. And that was like, that was the story that ended up with like the police getting called, the fire department, like with axes about to smash my door down, ambulance, several of my neighbors. That was like, I ended up moving away because that girl then stalked me for like months afterwards. That was a crazy shit. And after that happened, I, I remember I was like, I can't ever do this again. This was all my fault. Like, yes, I didn't know she was crazy, but part of me obviously wanted this to happen. So at that point I was like, I'm done. I can't date crazy girls. And then I remember this Japanese girl, the one that we're talking about in this podcast, when all of this happened, I was so hard on myself. I was like, I thought I was done with crazy girls. I told myself I wouldn't see them anymore. Why did I let this happen? This is my fault. I wanted this obviously subconsciously, which is true. I must've wanted the drama. I think to some extent, maybe I did. I mean, I'm sitting here telling you this story. I think to some extent I did enjoy the drama. At this point, I don't enjoy drama. I'm really glad I moved past that crazy girl phase of my life because some guys keep that shit going for forever. Like I can think of one guy. I'm not going to call him out. He's on the good looking loser forums. If he ever listens to this, he might know who I'm talking about. And he's talked about dating like bipolar girls and everyone gives him the advice. There's one bipolar girl in particular that he's stuck on and everyone has told him 500 times, bro, what the fuck is wrong with you? You need to like ditch this chick change phone numbers, block her, delete her from your life, move to a new city. She's fucking crazy. And then he just keeps finding reasons to keep talking to her. I think some guys get off on the drama because it makes your life interesting. It's something to complain about. It's something to bitch about. It's like a soap opera or a drama. But And I used to be like that, and I'm really glad I moved past that phase. I think I moved past it because one of my friends pointed it out to me, and he said, bro, you live for the drama. And I was like, no, I fucking don't. I hate it. And he was like, no, nah, dog, like you like the drama. Otherwise you wouldn't be doing this. And I remember that hit me and I was like, oh shit, he's right. Even though I say I hate crazy girls and I hate all the drama, I must secretly like it or I wouldn't keep fucking doing it. And I wouldn't keep running to him and everyone else and being like, oh, I dated another crazy girl. Oh my God, my life is so crazy. Ha ha ha. I, I wouldn't do that shit if I didn't actually want drama in my life. So I'm grateful to him for pointing that out. I'm glad this chick was the last crazy girl that I ever saw. Yeah, it really did fuck me up. I really was scared afterwards. I was scared she was going to just rock up to my apartment or like fucking she had my phone number. I blocked her and shit. She never contacted me again, which was great. Well, well, I don't know if she contacted me because I blocked her number, but there was no issues from it. it. It really fucked me up. It really fucked me up for quite a while. I was like always checking over my shoulder probably for like two weeks, nonstop paranoid. I'm glad nothing happened, but she really was batshit insane. And I think a woman like this, if we can even call her a woman, I think she's more like a she demon, evil fucking psychopath. I hope I got across with all these red flags in this story. 
just how crazy she was. You got to bear in mind when you're actually there in person, you can pick up all the mannerisms and the habits and like the anger in her voice. Every time she asked me a question, like the weird bipolar pretending to be innocent and naive while also clearly being a fucking manipulator psychopath. I will say, I think girls like that don't work on me in particular and won't work on a lot of you guys because the biggest buffer against them is intelligence is one for sure because you require some level of intelligence to not be gaslit because assuming this girl is bipolar, I mean, I think if you look at her, she probably was bipolar. The biggest buffer against that is not getting gaslit and looking at what she's doing and saying, no, 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 she's legitimately trying to, she thinks she's smarter than me. She's trying to pretend to be Miss Innocent while doing all this psycho manipulator shit. I have to trust my own intelligence and not let her gaslight me. I think that requires a certain level of intelligence, definitely a certain level of confidence. This woman would have fucked me bad if I'd met her even two years before I did meet her. So maybe there's a certain, I, I think women like this or people like this prey on naivety, prey on you trying to be a good person. They prey on the best, like the best aspects of masculinity, like that, that feeling of us wanting to protect someone and us not wanting to look like a bad guy. You know, you want to be a good guy, a good man, all that kind of stuff. She was clearly playing on a lot of that, like pretending to be naive and, you know, making me the bad person for kicking her out when she just wouldn't leave my fucking apartment and just decided that she was going to go to sleep randomly, which is rude as fuck. She's the bad person in that scenario. And she somehow flipped it to, I'm the bad person. After saying, bear in mind, I should steal this fucking condom and take it home and keep it. Japanese girls can be crazy, you know? And I think I've missed out, I should say, I've missed out the most important crazy part of this. The title of this podcast is The Time a Crazy Japanese Mistress Tried to Use My Cum for Evil. I forgot to say, I guess I didn't put it in the post because I didn't want to write too much in this initial post that I wrote because I just wanted to get it out and then ignore it. Like I wanted to move on. But she later, she told me like after she mentioned that, so while she's still in my apartment, that she wanted to take the condom and she said she had a guy that she was like, who was her submissive, like some guy who was her slave. And she said she wanted to take my fucking condom and pour the cum on his face and say like, you know, I've been fucked by a real man. It's like, Jesus, that's like red flag number fucking 32 right there. And Jesus fucking Christ, I guess I can end this by saying, don't stick your dick in crazy, (laughs) please. That doesn't mean be paranoid about everything that every woman did, but I think we can all agree a lot of these red flags are like insane red flags. Like a woman grabbing you and saying like, you're going to see me again after this, right? Before you've even had sex with her and saying, do you have condoms? What's your address? These are things that she said before I even fucked her and her trying to be little miss innocent. And I I clearly picked up like, you're, you're full of shit. You are not naive and vulnerable and shy and like, Man, if you get those red flags before you have sex with the girl, just stop, end the date. You can have a second date later. Figure out if you want to have sex. You need to give yourself the space to figure out if you want to have sex with her. And I think if you talk to your bros, they'll be like, nah, dog, she sounds crazy. Please don't stick your dick in that. I I wish I had done that. But I was at the newbie phase. I was an idiot. 
a lot of guys do stupid shit when they're trying to get laid and they think, oh, maybe this red flag won't be that big a red flag. But yeah, as soon as we finished having sex, she dumped like another 15 red flags on me. Don't stick your dick in crazy, guys. 